Has your company just gone public, giving you a sudden influx of wealth? Have you been saving for the future and want to be sure you're managing wisely? Congratulations, and welcome to Wealth Unlocked with Tom Selbo of Landmark Wealth Management Group. Tom offers guidance to help you make the big decisions surrounding your finances, avoid costly mistakes, and build a strong financial foundation for your future. Let's get started. The phrase estate plan may sound rather intimidating, but it simply means your assets will go to the people or organizations you desire once you're gone. Now, Tom Selbo will explain more, but Tom, to set the stage, you have an interesting story to share. I do, Patrice. I, I came across just a, a fascinating and, and fun story in the past week. So I want to want to share that with, with all of you. And it, just to set the stage for, for a state planning conversation, but I, I'll ask you, Patrice, have, I mean, we all, we've all done this, but you, you have the, this uh, dream or, uh, oh, what if a distant relative passed away you never heard of and someone knocked on the door and said, Patrice, uh, we're going to, uh, there's a check for you waiting. <laughs> yes, I'm <laughs> think, here. I'm yes. Here. I think we've all kind of just had that, uh, that thought of, oh, well, what if we just inherited some money out of the blue? And in this story, it, it's exactly what happened. And, and, and let me just jump right in. So there was a, a Chicago man, his name was Joseph Stancock, and he passed away back in, in 2016. So it's been, been a couple years. Mm-hmm. He, he died at 87 years old and he, he had amassed uh, at the time of his death, an estate worth about $11 million. So not too shabby. No, not too bad. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay, that's, that's that's a good chunk of change there. So he he amassed that and, and passed away, and and then the story gets interesting because he he died with no will or trust, mm. and which is not in itself all that unusual. That that happens somewhat frequently, and we'll talk about that from a pitfall standpoint. So he died with no will and trust. He had no children. He his parents were deceased. Now he's eighty seven, so yes, parents are 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 long gone. He had six siblings, who all also were deceased. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the, the plot thickens. Thickens, yes. But no children, no will, no trust, no parents, no siblings. So you have this scenario of a eleven million dollar estate, and where's the money going to go? <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and so th- the story goes that investigators have spent the past number of years tracking down 119 distant relatives oh. of, of Joseph. And it goes, I mean, it spans, the, the story is fascinating. Five generation deep, uh, people, cousins once or twice removed. They're from all over the world. So you have UK, Canada, Poland, Slovakia, Germany, the US. So you you have these distant relatives that these investigators have tracked down and said, hey, uh, we're knocking on your door. We're going to, you're an heir to a a part of this $11 million estate. And and so just, it's that dream come true for uh, for so many people. And and you you have this and what's, well, so I'll continue on. So each of these heirs is going to receive about sixty thousand dollars. 
at the end of this. And I'm, I'm such a cynic that the first thing, (laughs) the first thing I think about Patrice, when I, when I saw that is I went to my calculator, like, okay, okay. $11 million estate divided by 119 heirs. Well, that that's really about 92,000 each. They're going to get 60. So I was thinking how much are the attorneys getting out of this deal? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that crossed my mind too. (laughs) Yes. So the the attorneys are running away with about 4 million of that, by the way, uh, which is, uh, if you get anything from this this podcast, it's well, it's, it's good to be an attorney. Um, but although it may take you some time to get that money because it, you've got to find 119 distant relatives, but still, y- yes. And the second thing I'm thinking is, okay, they tracked down 119. They spent all uh, 119 errors. They spent all this time doing it. I, I'm sitting here going, okay, just investigators that are out there, keep digging. Eventually, they're going to get to me. <laughs> <laughs> but they stopped at 119 for whatever reason. So you have this scenario that's just a fascinating story. They think it's the largest unclaimed estate case in United States history, um, which is just amazing. So that does, yeah. Let, let me ask you this. Do they have to go looking for relatives that distant? You know, and I, I know that if you don't have an estate plan, the the state you reside in, the state property is in, there is a, a chain of command through the probate process where they will go and do that. And what I what I don't know, Patrice, is there's there is what's called unclaimed property, mm-hmm. where eventually, if it property is not claimed, um, something will happen to that. So right. I think somebody might have to push the envelope on saying, well, let's let's find the heirs and go down that rabbit hole. Interesting. Interesting. I'm sorry, you were going to start to say something too. No, so, so I, I wanted to start with that fun story. And uh, maybe one day that that scenario will happen to, <laughs> to some of us. We can only hope. Um, and, and by the way, none of these 119 distant relatives had, had ever heard of the man who died. So they had they had no relationship with him. They were just related by blood somehow. So just uh, fascinating. Can you imagine having someone knock on your door, as you were saying, and we've got this money for you from a distant relative. Would you believe them? I, initially, no. I, no. I would just my my scam alerts would be going right. off big time. <laughs> right. Yes. You're looking, is this a, is this you know a, a TV show? What are we doing here? Exactly. But it's a real life story, and well, good for those 119 heirs. So with that, I, I just it sets the stage for we all have some level of assets. And we all have some some wishes, uh, most likely, on what we would like to have happen with those assets upon our death. And most of us would not want the money to go to 119 distant relatives who who didn't even know us. It really just sets the stage for the the financial planning topic of estate planning. So, what I want to start with is just a basic definition of okay, what what is estate planning at its core, and at its core, estate planning is is making a plan in advance, naming people or organizations to receive things after your death, and taking steps today to make things as easy as possible to carry out those wishes. Does that make sense? Tom, isn't that a will? It, it, absolutely. That's that's one example of a way you could go for estate planning. So you have you have that, but I, I would also just piggyback on that a good estate plan goes much further than that. At its core, that's what it is. I mean, who gets your stuff when you die and let's make it easy and and avoid taxes. But really, I mean, a, a good estate plan will include instructions for your care if you become incapacitated. 
That's something that we mm-hmm. we don't think about much, but we could actually you could almost envision that as more of a reality for yourself versus death. Uh, death is oh, okay. We're all going to die one day. We all kind of talk about it lightheartedly, but we've all seen somebody who's become incapacitated and, and can no longer care for themselves due to a disability or age-related illness. So at its core, that that's what a good estate plan is. It's the basic who gets your stuff when you die and let's make it easy for, for heirs to carry out those wishes. Let's avoid taxes. But but in reality, a, a good comprehensive estate plan is goes much deeper than that. And for example, a good estate plan will include instructions for your care uh, and financial affairs if you become incapacitated. So it's even while you're living, what happens to you? How are you to be cared for? Cared for? What are your wishes if you can no longer make decisions for yourself? And a good estate plan will will outline that, uh, outline that for you. So a good estate plan will include that. Other ones, I mean, if you are a business owner, a proper estate plan will also provide for and include instructions for the transfer of that business. And that can be a much more complicated scenario if you have other business partners involved and it's not so simple as just divvy up the assets if you have a live living business that that's still going if you have children who are minors a good estate plan will will name guardians for them so it it'll protect the family should something happen to you so that your kids are cared for uh, in the manner and by whom that that you wish um and, and then there are just other items in the estate planning that are that may or may not be relevant but you can uh, if you want to provide for loved ones who might not be uh, particularly responsible with money, a good estate plan will will outline that for them. Um, and then there's the basic things of minimizing taxes and court costs and uh, those unnecessary legal fees so that the lawyers don't take 40% of uh, of whatever the assets are. So a good estate plan, and that's what it is. It's who get your stu- gets your stuff when you die, but also all of these other items that really just are items about carrying out your wishes. Uh, what would you like to have happen when it comes to your care and financial affairs uh, while incapacitated or or upon death? All right, a few things here. First of all, I can see that this would help solve or, or even not short circuit any arguments that could happen with your yeah. heirs. So yes. hopefully the family family would stay together. I mean, I'm sure you've seen pretty bad situations. We have, and if, if you don't have an estate plan and you have uh, you have heirs or oftentimes siblings who don't get along, that gets very messy and, and can damage relationships for life. And most parents never want to see that happen. So having that proper estate plan where it's very black and white, here are my wishes, here's what's going to happen. It takes that family dynamic. Uh, maybe you don't alleviate it completely. It might It'll always be there with families, but it takes some of the potential for prolonged conflict out of the picture. That's a good way to put it, prolonged conflict, yeah. But this also sounds like it's a lot of work. It it can be, but it doesn't have to be. Um, it, it really can be a very simple process. And um, it, the so here, here's the good news. The good news is all of us, every single one of us have an estate plan. Now, it, we, we already do. You don't have to do a thing. Now, the bad news is it if you don't be what we want. <laughs> exactly. If you don't do a thing, your estate plan is pushed on you uh, th- again through the probate process, through what the state says. Um, 
And that's what most of us do not want, but you do have one, even if, uh, <laughs> even if you don't take any action. So most of us will want to take some action to do that. And some of the steps are very, very easy. You could think of a portion of an estate plan as a beneficiary designation on a retirement account. Um, that That is a portion of an estate plan where when you pass away, beneficiary designations, the money will pass to that beneficiary, doesn't go through probate. It's a uh, cut and dry. Here's the beneficiary listed. Here's who gets that asset. And so it, there are very basic steps like that that are easy to accomplish as a part of the plan. Um, the it Not the more difficult one, but it's you want to take that first step, sit down with an experienced planner like myself, one of the advisors at Landmark, to look at all of your financial accounts and um, and really dig in who is listed as beneficiary on all these accounts. It, it's fascinating how many people look and they said, oh my goodness, I didn't know they were listed still. Um, whether it be a spouse that uh, from a divorce and and they don't change those beneficiary designations. And so if you don't keep up to date, it can become problematic. But in and of itself, some of those items are are very simple to accomplish. And then what you want to do is if you sit down with a, a planner who's experienced like, like us at Landmark, they we can help guide what type of estate plan you might need. Because there are very simple estate plans, such as beneficiary designations and uh, maybe nothing more than using the probate process. Then you can have a little bit more complicated where you just have a, a wills-based estate plan. You, you have a will and that helps um, alleviate some of the the direction and, and accomplish your wishes, but you don't avoid probate. Then you have uh, a trust-based, living trust-based estate plan where your wishes are carried out. You avoid probate. Um, it's a more tax-efficient vehicle for uh, for most individuals when it comes to the family family taxes down the road. And uh, an experienced planner can help you guide you on what type of a plan you might need. And and either uh, us at Landmark, we we have services in house to help accomplish some of those basic ones. And if you have a more complicated scenario, we can give you trusted referrals to to attorneys to help uh, accomplish some of those more complex estate planning issues. One thing that also comes to mind here is keeping track, keeping track of beneficiaries and changes, keeping track of your own assets. Maybe you change your mind with whom was going to get what. It, it is. And, and I know as a part of our unique financial planning process here at Landmark, we are on an ongoing basis checking in on a variety of different topics and uh, estate planning is one of those. So periodically, um, every year, every other year, we will have that as an agenda item when we're checking in with our clients. Let's uh, let's look at your estate plan. Are your wish, are beneficiary designations still as you would like them to be? Have any changes happened in your life? And do we need to update your trust or your will? Um, and and then out of our control, have have tax laws changed? And in light of that, do we need to make any adjustments to the estate plan? When should you do an estate plan? Do you wait until you have some assets or should you really start it from day one? So most people don't start to look at doing estate planning until later in life, 
and they've amassed some assets and they have children and they might be married and they start looking at it from a, uh, a how do we save taxes standpoint, which is not wrong. But as I mentioned in the beginning, there's so much more to estate planning that can be impacted um, very early on in life. So getting an estate plan done now, uh, no matter where you are in life, it, no matter how basic or complicated, is a very important piece of your plan and and you should look at it today. And you could start with a basic will, but then expand, couldn't you? Oh, absolutely. Yes. And that's where working with an experienced advisor really helps to say, you know what, y- you might not need um, all of these advanced things right now, but let's start with ABC. Let's get your beneficiaries updated. Let's get a basic will together. And then as as life changes, becomes more complicated, you accumulate more assets, then the estate plan will change with you. Tom, when people come in to start working with you and you ask them, do you have a will? Do you have an estate plan? How many look at you and kind of cringe? Probably 50%. Yeah. Uh, 50% no. Uh, Another 25%, their immediate uh, their immediate reaction is, well, we did a trust 15 years ago. Uh, so it's like, well, okay, so we, we have one, but then they, they're immediately second guessing. Um, well, we, yeah, we should probably look at that again. Um, there's another percentage of people that say, oh yeah, we have an estate plan. We did that. But I start asking more questions and well, no, you, you really didn't do some of these steps that would be very important. Um, and it's very few that really have their ducks really, really well in alignment. But once they go through the planning process with us and we we tackle that problem, we get most of our clients on a, a great path in a much better spot than where they started. Is there something we haven't mentioned, Tom? So I am going to ask you one more question, but is there something on the positive side that we, we haven't discussed that you want to make sure we did? <laughs> I, I think on the positive side, I mean, because yes, it can be a very grim topic. I mean, what happens when you die or become incapacitated? But at the end of the day, there's... There's so little in life, Patrice, that that we have control over. Um, that there really is, and the older I get, the more I I discover that. But the things we do have control over, uh, sometimes it's very important. And estate planning is one of those things where you don't just want to sit idly by and say, "Oh, well, it's just going to be what it's going to be." You do have a say in in how your wishes are going to be carried out. And it's very important, and for a lot of people, is um, it makes it brings them joy to know that I, I'm going to set aside assets for my children, for my grandchildren, and doing that planning makes sure that your wishes are going to be carried out just how you want. My question is: share a story where things were not planned out, and what happened? Yeah, I could. I could point to so many. There's there's a client that I had in our office a couple of weeks ago, and the, uh, the typical family story: um, dad passed away, mother was still living, and eventually mom passes away. And there's there's three boys who are the heirs of the estate, but there was not a good estate plan in place. There was. Uh, real estate involved, a lot of real estate, so property around the country. And uh, some one of the sons wanted this piece of property, another son wanted this piece of property, but there was a disagreement about that. They they 
didn't agree with what each other wanted. And it's been three years in the making now with uh, attorneys involved. Again, it's what happens when you don't plan Um, a huge expense and just a lot of uh, more than the expense, the client that was in my office, I just see the angst on their face and just how much emotional distress it causes. So when you don't properly plan for your heirs, and that comes back to that family dynamic, sometimes it can just create um, not only financial stress, but emotional stress on the family that uh, I don't think anybody wants to see happen. Oh, and they don't share Thanksgiving together. hmm? Not anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a shame. That's a real shame though. Yeah. Well, Tom, how can someone reach you and start this process if it is not started or move further on what they may have? Yes. So you can reach me by email at tomselbo at landmarkwealth.com, or you can check out our company landmarkwealth.com. All right. And of course, follow this podcast. That way you'll know when the latest show is ready for you with great information like this and share with friends and family so that you don't miss Thanksgivings with your siblings. I'm Patrice Sakura, and thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Unlocked podcast with Tom Selbo. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. And follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook at Landmark Wealth for all podcast updates. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Landmark Wealth Management Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.